Learn it. Know it. Live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. You a pothead This is Live at Five, Live at Five, hey, Live oh, at Five. changing the camera angle. There we are. Oh, shoot, I screwed that up. Right, here we are, here we are. I got to fix this, Susan. We have an in-studio guest in for a little bit in uh, in town, doing a little business on uh, Wealthy Avenue, otherwise right here at the radio stations. Uh, Susan Duffy with us once again here on the Live at Five show. All right, you never clapped in fan by the chance? Yeah, oh, yeah, of course you are. Everybody loves Eric Clapp. Uh, so uh, we might get a phone call also from uh, Attorney Joe Stanley at uh, 5.30. We never know, though. Joe's a busy man. We get that. Layla! Okay, so uh, not Layla, but Susan Duffy. So like I said, you were you were uh, you know, doing some production. And I said, hey, let's, uh, let's talk about things. So uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm Good. doing great. Good. Uh, real quick, just as an example of the bureaucracy, not that uh, uh, assembly person or anyone in politics can take care of that scenario that you talked about earlier, but you, you had run into a business person today that's having struggles getting a, a business going because they can't get their DBA through the system. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely crazy. They did the paperwork. He, as he said it, he did it old school, right? So he went on the website, New York website. Uh, printed off the paperwork to start a DBA for a restaurant bar that he's opening. Right. And uh, he can't, it should be a 15-minute process. Right. I, I'm. This is who I am. Right. You have to make sure no one else is carrying your name. Right. So, right, right. And you do that through your publications. Right. But all you're doing is getting a number so you can collect New York sales tax right. and then uh, pay it in for them. Um, so, yeah, now he sent this in in November. He's trying to open this summer. And the one person that he finally got through to could not confirm whether or not it was even in the files they were working on last June. Wow. And um, if they can't get this done, right now he's four months in on his liquor license. Everything's smooth there. But right. that's now on hold because he needs his DBA. Wow. It's his name. Right, right, right. That's it. It's his name. That's all he's waiting on. And I'm going to collect sales tax for you. And now he might, I mean, we have to recognize that where we live, that our season is in the summer. Right, exactly. You know, our real season is in the summer, especially if you're on the river, and they're on the river. And, yeah, so he's so frustrated. He called me on the way up here saying, you know, what do I do? Him and I are going to sit down tomorrow. I've started several businesses over the years, so I, you know, I can help him through that process. Sure, sure, sure. And and that's the thing because uh, you're part of the process. You've seen stuff like this, or we all have, or we know business people that try to get going, but they have this big, big obstacle in front of them. It's called bureaucracy. And and uh, how many businesses are open up in in St. Lawrence County to begin with? Is my question. Yeah, exactly. Not many, not enough. So he has run. Okay, so uh, it's week. Is it week one or how many weeks has it been since you actually announced that you're running for a state assembly for the River 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 District? Wow. Wow. That's a good, that's a good, I think it's, no, I think I'm probably almost three weeks. Three in. weeks, yeah. yeah. So uh, you're learning a lot, I'm assuming. I'm, I'm learning a lot, and I'm getting a lot done. I mean, it's, when you think about coming out of the shoot, the website's up, the bank right. account's open, right. the 
Facebook is really trending beautifully where the analytics have been great on it. Um, I'm getting to know a lot of people. I'm getting a lot of phone calls. I'm making a lot of phone calls. Mm -hmm. um, we're getting a lot of signatures. Um, I was out with a dear friend of mine last night that mm -hmm. is a, a Democrat but a notary. So uh, mm -hmm. she went out with me last night. We got a lot of conservative um, signatures. Mm -hmm. So. Just plugging away. I haven't worked this hard since I started my last business. Well, you know what? In a, in a sense, this is almost like starting your own business all over again, Susan. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it is. The business is you. I mean, you're, I mean, it's all about the the constituents. I know. I'm, I'm talking politics now. I know. Oh, it's all about you because everyone says that. But at the end of the day, this is talking about you're selling yourself now. You really are. Well, it's like starting a brand new business. Right, right. Because again, you know, you find new ways to do things. I've since I've moved back to New York, started multiple businesses. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things I do want to point out, though, because I think there's a lot of negative, like the problem my friends having. Sure. But there's a lot of positive too. When I when I built my manufacturing manufacturing facility in Lisbon, right. the uh, IDA helped me tremendously. Mm -hmm. They came in, they came to me, they showed me how they could save money on sales tax on building the building. Nice. Um, I got five years of no taxes and then five years of half taxes to help me right. really kind of get up and running sure. and recapture some of that cost of right. actually building it. Right. When I bought a building in Ogdensburg, um, the uh, Power Authority came in or National Grid came in and I got a grant for their Main Street project. Project mm -hmm. to help restore that building. So there's a lot of good programs in New York too, and I think that's important. I was talking to someone on the phone on the way down here about that. Yeah. You know, we hear about the red tra red tape and the bureaucracy, and there is some, and you yeah. have to find ways to navigate through it. Right. But there's also a lot of great things, mm -hmm. and the greatest thing is the what we offer families to live up here oh, in the big North time. Country. Yeah. yeah, and I was talking to your opponent about that uh, just yesterday and how perhaps we can lure more families back up here. I mean, let's face it, Susan, uh, we're, we're still in COVID. Uh, we're hearing all types of things, yet another you know, uh, form of uh, the last variant and whatnot. But uh, we pretty much have gotten out of it. But within the last couple of years, a lot of, there's been a lot of movement around the country. We have an actor in Hollywood that says blue states should remove themselves from red states. First of all, I don't even know what that means. But it does suggest that people are moving out and about. People weren't you know, complacent living in, in dangerous territories of the country, particularly urban settings like Atlanta, Philadelphia, New York City. So how do we lure them up here is the big, big question. Uh, and jobs, is, at the end of the day, in, in any political office, you know, that's going to be the big question here, Susan. How can New York State do that? Because we're such a blue state. We chase businesses out of here. We've been doing it since Cuomo. And now I'm talking we're, about the first Cuomo. We're not a blue district. No, we're not. And that's but one we of have the to adhere to blue ideology out of Albany. You're absolutely well, right. You know, I don't know that I agree with that either. I think that the bottom line is, is that the North Country is a place within itself, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. How do we sell up here? We show them our way of life. We mm -hmm. show them that we're about family. Mm -hmm. We're about law and order, mm -hmm. you know, which you know, we've got to work really hard on. What is the one thing that all of those cities have in common or states have in common that you're talking about? Uh, the Democratic leadership. Exactly. Right. And they're short and sentencing, the right. bail reform, the fact, you know, I, I had lunch with uh, some of my family today that are in law enforcement and it, it's scary. Yeah. It, it's almost like you're putting them out there with a the target on them by but, some yeah. of the things that we're doing. And some of the leaders at the highest levels of government right. are the ones that are that are basically calling those people out. Right, right. And why? Right. 
I, I don't know. And, and I had a, uh, a, a, sh- a sheriff candidate here what, what, the day after you were here. I can't even remember. I'm losing, yeah, I watched I'm losing show, track yeah. of time. I think it was Monday. <laughs> and uh, here it is. We're 2,000 miles away, essentially, from the Texas border with Mexico, maybe more. Uh, and yet that problem reaches here because, you know, with the, 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 the problems that we're having with people ODing every other day, it, it, it's gotten to the point, Susan, where you see someone, a news junkie that died under the age of 40. You have to have this suspected thing in the back. Of your, look, stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Car accidents, disease, heart right. attacks. I get it. But it seems too often that they're dying, you know, because of, you know, ODing on, on this fentanyl. And that's coming from, by way of the Mexican border. So what, that problem, that's someone else's problem down in Texas, Arizona, and California, that's our problem, too. And it's really a f- affecting this area big well, time. Well, the river district is uh, 100 miles of yeah, open right. border right, when true. you really they think about it. They have their own issues. Right. They have their own issues. Right. And we have to make sure that we're giving Border Patrol Good point. the you know the tools that they need to make sure that we don't turn into Mexico, you know, right, right, right. down at the Texas and right. borders of Mexico. Because it's, we, I hear that all the time. I remember in um, my brother when he was still living in Austin, Texas, yeah. we actually made the news down there really? for having one of the, yeah, one of the biggest wide open borders. I mean, what do you got to do? Right, Jump right. on a boat. Right, right. You know, the sure. ice is melting. You can't walk across anymore. I, Aquasasne, someone gave me a tour years ago, uh, not that long ago, and uh, there is no, I mean, other than the, the river and the locks, uh, whichever, you know, the whole, we're, we're separated by Ontario, but once you get up into past, past Messina, you can just walk right into Quebec, no problem. Absolutely. And it is an Indian reservation, and, you know, that's in itself is sovereign land, so it's going to look sneaky if someone like myself's walking through there, but it is possible. It no, is very it's, possible. It's, it's possible, and they do have their own problems, and, you know, it's one of the things that we definitely need to pay attention to. Right. Not to mention other people were bringing up uh, human smuggling. I don't know if we, <laughs> that's for another show, of course. But you've learned a lot in the first three weeks of, of getting on the street. Now people recognize you. They saw you on Channel 7. Perhaps they saw your face on, on News Junkie. Uh, does it make you a little bit uh, nervous or what? No, no. It makes me proud, actually. And, and my and my children and my grandchildren are all, I, I get messages all the time right. from people here in Watertown, from all over the St. Lawrence County, basically telling me how proud they are and how thankful they are that I'm stepping up because we need voices. You know, there's just been such a myriad of people that run a year after year after year after year after year. and You are a proponent of term limits. Absolutely. Right, right, right. Absolutely. It's embarrassing. Does that even come up on the floor of Albany? Does anyone even talk about that in, in government anymore? Well, if they don't, they should. Yeah. You know? It's a tall order because, you know, we, t- we often talk about how people get a, a seat at the table in Congress. And it's an open invite for insider trading, and you get all types of incentives. You know, you basically get this. You, you feel you're almost like Tony Soprano. You, anything that's stolen, you get your choice first, and then you, they give the rest to the to the rest of the people and whatnot. But uh, you know, people in in government in general make it their lives because it's very lucrative, and they don't want the term limits. You, do you know how many? people have walked into i mean if if you have somebody that's walking into office and coming out richer than they did going in something's really wrong maxine waters lives in a three million dollar house not even in her own district we've seen video of uh, nancy pelosi standing in front of five thousand dollar refrigerator during covid uh, again, I, I, not for nothing. If you're representing the Congress on either side, I, I, I'm for a good salary, great benefits, a chauffeur. You have your own staff. You have your own protection. I'm all for that. But there's other stuff. But they're not living large in their salary, no, Susan. No, it's it's no, something else. No, they're, they're writing books. Right, and right. They're, you know, they're getting lobbyists. And, yeah. And, 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 yeah. and then they're getting, you know, and then they retire. So 
Uh, we have well, not soon enough. Not soon <laughs> enough, but a lot of people in Congress yeah. are retiring because they see the writing on the wall, yeah. and they know after every every president that midterm it's going to be more and more difficult. So anyone who's got maybe two, four, five terms, says, ah, I'm in for retirement anyway. But you watch, you got to watch up because you're in a serious primary season right up here, because there is at this point no Democratic opponent for the general election. But what's going to happen, was is my opinion, by the way, off the record. Susan Duffy is not uh, saying this at all. But we got to look at how AOC got in under the radar. She got in in a primary that no one was paying any attention to, and she replaced uh, a seasoned uh, Democratic uh, congressman from Queens, my area. Mm-hmm. And, she, and she did it without anyone noticing. Barely thirteen to 16,000 votes got her into office. And today, she's one of the most powerful people in Congress as we speak. Watch out for that because you're going to be seeing more of that growing class. Uh, We might, you know, the Democrats are definitely going to lose both houses. They're going to lose the House. They're going to lose the Senate. We know that. But look out also because a lot of old school Democrats from urban areas, and maybe not, are retiring and uh, there's still uh, strongholds for Democratic voters. They're just going to be replaced with more progressive people like AOC. So that's my concern. That, well, you know. I think that you're going to see, though, a lot. And what I'm hearing a lot, I, I, on the way down here, I talked to a lot of women. I was making phone calls in the actual Watertown area of some amazing women. And they're moms. They're stay-at-home moms. And they're mad. Like, there's, there's nothing. You know, when I started my business, when I started in the business that I'm in, right. I had just moved home. Like, I had... I think I mentioned that on the show before. I had right. to get help for the Center for the Homeless. Right, right. I had to get help with food for my kids. Mm-hmm. There were so many nights that I went to bed hungry to make sure my kids eat. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, we're at a point in our in our lives that we're seeing what's going on with our kids and what the future holds. Mm-hmm. And these women are not—they're not, not going to have it. There's nothing more powerful than a, ma- a mad a right. mom that's mad. Right. Nothing. Right. And we saw that a lot of that at the school board meetings in the last two years, especially Absol- in the last eight and, months. And it's not going to stop. Right. You know, that's the one good thing that came out of COVID right. is because these kids were staying at home. True, they got to see what they were doing. Started watching right. what they were, what was happening at school. So, do you do you believe, agree with me that it seems like? Did everyone get in the same room and just agree that CRT and everything else was going to be the way of the land? I mean, was this something that we should have been paying attention to before COVID? Because it didn't matter. We were hearing the same from either Virginia. We were hearing it in Chicago. We heard it all over the place. How long have we lost touch with our educational system, especially when it comes to, you know, grade school? Well, we know that the, the left has been driving the edu- or what's going being taught in schools for a long time, right. you know, but it's gotten out of control. I mean, the the whole issue with with sports right now, right. it's just it's an unfair advantage, no matter how you look at it. And and that's across the board. I mean, things teachers. I, I reading a story about a teacher that's trying to literally counsel an eight-year-old right into uh, whether or not their orientation is right. established at and that age don't tell your parents right. that we're talking about this right, i right, mean right. that i think a person like that yeah. i think they should be liable to be sued by the parents yeah i i agree but the, the division in america seems like you know if you don't agree with crt that you're a bad person well yes isn't that everything i i i tore up my you know pick on one company but american express come out with all of these things that their employees could and could not say potential spam go ahead (laughs) and um i i I literally cut my american express card that day and i called there to tell them to cancel my account right right. and it's like you know yeah why why can't i say that i don't see color i mean i have grandchildren that are biracial okay right but they're no different i don't see the difference now 
maybe they will if right. they get in a car. And I hate that. I, I watched this great movie called um, The Hate You Give. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Never heard it. of it. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, the I can't actually say what the acronym means because it was uh, Tupac. And did I say his name right? Uh, Tupac, to, uh, uh, yes, Tupac. Yeah, so he died in the late 90s in yeah, Vegas. Yeah, so Thug Life, right? right, right. That was his acronym. Uh, ah, yeah, yeah, it right. stood for the Hate You Give Little Infants hmm. Fs Everybody. Wow. Basically. And this, it's probably. Quite the title. Yeah. It's basically um, the movie is so well done because they, they look at both sides. Yeah. And it's like we're hurting each other. And we're being hurt, right. you know, and we, it takes everybody to step up and, and, and say that this is not OK. I'm not racist because I don't see color. Mm -hmm. I'm not racist because I think that we all have the same opportunities in life. Right. You know, I needed help before. People mm -hmm. need help in life. Sure. You know, so and that's OK. Right. And it doesn't matter that the color of your skin if you need help you get the help mm -hmm. if you have opportunity you take advantage of the opportunities mm -hmm. you know if you're having problems in these areas where there's so many poor people and it's just not one one race of people that are in these areas that right. are poor right. they're poor right. and their education systems are not good right. you know that's the issue the mm -hmm. issue is not somebody's skin color the issue is lack of opportunity and proper funding in these areas where you know, nobody wants to walk into right, right, anymore. Right, 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 right. And it's only getting worse. And it's it's interesting because we talked about redistricting, and I keep on coming at this. It's like a dirt. It's like I'm beating a dead horse. But if you look at how they redistricted, if they could say that, if they did the redistricting of New York State, they completely bypassed the entire area of Monroe County where Rochester is, and that just goes to show us. No, that's just that's a Democratic stronghold. It's a blue city. It's one of the most dangerous cities in the last couple of years. It broke records last year in murder count and so forth. And it's going to remain that way because of bad uh, democratic leadership which, right. which they need well and you know and it's it's a big yell out for a school choice that's what albany did by the way albany yeah. did that on purpose yeah. because they want to maintain as much power uh, uh in congress as possible so they they screwed up everything that's that to me is unconstitutional it doesn't make any sense to completely circumvent an, a, a whole area just so you want to create a, a district that that meets your terms and not the american yeah. and not the people of those districts a lot of people don't see that uh, and obviously, that's why New York State looks like it's, it's sliced up into, uh, like, uh, like Swiss cheese. The fact that we're separate from the, uh, the two counties that we've been accustomed to being a part of in a, in a congressional district, and now we were the most western part of the, of the 21st, now we're going to be the most eastern part of the 27th, is, is just ridiculous. Yeah. But again, that's my opinion, not the opinion of Susan Duffy, a candidate for, uh, for, <laughs> for, for the 116th uh, Assembly. Susan, thank you very much. I'm going to have a, a call coming in uh, any moment now with our friend uh, Attorney. Attorney Joe Stanley, but thanks for recording your spot today. No problem. We'll and, see you soon. and safe driving, Susan. Thank you. I'll be out pounding on some doors this evening. Yeah, if so. you if you see if you see a rugged truck out there <laughs> with a lady with glasses driving, probably with a lot of confidence, that's Susan Duffy, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Uh, right up next, we got. Uh, uh, hopefully, Joe will be calling in. He has a tendency to get real busy. We'll be back after this. We need a few settlers. Tax title registration. Ah, welcome back. Dip, 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 day. Are we on? Yeah, we're on. All right, let's see if uh, this could be Joe. Joe, someone's calling in right now. I, it could be Joe. Hi, you're in the air. It is. Hi, go ahead. What's going on? It's uh, Attorney Joe Stanley. How are you doing, Joe? I'm good. I'm right on time on the right day. How's yeah, that? <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. It's uh, it's uh, it's hump day, uh, Wednesday. Uh, Joe, yeah. I, 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 so often, and I took a picture, I never sent it to you, but let me explain. Sometimes I'll drive around the neighborhood and I'll pick on something in my image and say, boy, that doesn't add up. What would Joe say about that? 
uh, so often I see like uh, sticks coming out of the ground or something that used to be an old like stop sign or, or street sign. And the sign has either been hit or knocked over by a, by a plow. And in, in the case, what I was going to send you yesterday was a stick that was left there from a, what looked to be like an auction stick or something that was put in the ground and then snapped off <clears throat> and then left for, you know, for, for a long time because of the snow banks and whatnot. <clears throat> so often I see these, and a lot of times they're metal or they're very sharp. And I always think of worst-case scenario. I'm thinking of a kid you know, drive, coming along on, on his bike, falling over and getting impaled on one of these things, or someone at night just stumbling over it into the street. Um, I, and again, I hope I described it well enough, but it, it's, it's, the prop, it's, it's right off the curb. I don't know, who, you know who's liable in a situation like that if someone left a lawn sign there for saying, vote for me and forgot about it. But what, 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 would, you know, what should we, we be aware of as far as you know, just safety measures when it comes to leaving stuff uh, that might uh, you know, be a problem later, Joe? Well, first of all, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And if you leave an object sticking on the ground, someone can trip on it, fall on it, any multiple things could happen. And if it's on your property or your 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 business, your employees or your customers or your family is liable to get hurt. Now, that scenario you mentioned, that's like a famous case. I think it was a school district that there was a lawsuit because there was a, a, somebody did fall on a, on a a sign that was removed and the, the sharp stake was left. Right. I think a student fell and the school district, you know, it actually resulted in a change of the law because the school district said, well, we don't know anything about it. We're supposed to have prior, you know, notice. Sure. And there, that's something is that it's noticed that you should know or should know it's not actual. And, uh, you know, if somebody's putting stuff in your property and they leave it there, and you you can't just ignore it. You know, you can't say, "Well, I didn't put it there," right. but I know, but I know about it. But I'm not going to do anything about it. Yeah, and, and and a lot of times people will, you know, honestly forget about it. In this case, it was probably covered by a uh, by a snowbank for the last three months, and now it's been uncovered. By the way, I try to t- take it out of the ground. Uh, just like the old sorcerer who tried to take the sword out of the rock, I couldn't even budget. I mean, it was stuck in there, and it just looks like it's waiting for an accident to happen. I really wish I could get it out of there. It's right down the block from where we are. But instantly, I said, that is a great question, of course, for Joe. And, of course, tomorrow is a big day, Joe. Uh, and, and, and I don't know if you have any Irish heritage like I do. It doesn't really matter. We're all Irish tomorrow. But regrettably, a lot of people have to worry about not just the fact that, you know, it's another day to go back and forth to work, but a lot of people might be imbibed tomorrow, might be, you know, a, a couple of, what do they say, sheets to the wind. Uh, you know, what say you about just being aware of, of the whereabouts tomorrow, of, of the dangers of, of, of St. Patrick's Day? Well, and I think people may have forgotten, and I think that's probably one of the problems of the pandemic. People, when they do go out, they they forget discipline or common sense because it's been so long, or they want to make up for lost time. True. It's not a good idea. It's not a good idea. If you're going to drink, don't drive. Right. I mean, that's just the, that, that's the answer. <clears throat> there's still a lot. There's Uber, Lyft. There's all sorts of ways to get around without having to drive and drink, and... <laughs> 
enjoy the day, and that's how you enjoy it, by not endangering yourself and others. Yeah, and it sounds like such great rationale, which it is, uh, but somehow or other, when it, things, you know, say around 10 o'clock at night, you're on your 15th green beer, uh, and this isn't everyone, by the way. Your rationale kind of goes out the window, Joe. So it's good to instruct people, especially young kids at a young age, don't drink and drive and, and show them a wreck that happened a year earlier that took the life. Well, of some... plan in advance. Yeah. Plan in advance. Good point. You, you know yourself. Right. You may not be disciplined. Plan. Don't drive. Right. Just get there by. Get. Don't drive there. Have somebody drive you or take an Uber or Lyft. And, you know, there's all sorts of serious consequences now. And, in fact, they're talking about requiring a uh, a breathalyzer starter for anybody who gets a DWI conviction. Hmm. Uh, they're expensive, and uh, on top of everything else that happens if you ever get involved in one, let alone possible criminal liabilities if somebody else gets hurt. Right, right. Well, I, again, it's, it, and here's the other thing. I mean, yes, Uber, Lyft, whichever, uh, we have a lot of alternatives these days. But who wants to be driving an Uber with a bunch of drunks, Joe? I mean, I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> I mean, I, that, I feel I for them. complain about it. And, well, you know, you still have to behave. <clears throat> yes, you do. I mean, you have to behave. Well, yeah. the beauty about, though, I mean, not for nothing, one of the more, more obnoxious videos on social media these days are from Uber and Lyft drives, right, of, you know, people that just have really bad attitudes. And most often, Joe, it's not drunken behavior. It's just people are jerks. I, I, yes. it's, it's, well, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. It's, you know, and again, I think it's part and parcel of the, you know, everyone just is unhappy about life and don't, doesn't like things that are going on. Well, enjoy what you have because, you know, look at Ukraine. It could be a lot worse. It could be a lot worse in other places and other times. And so... Be thankful for what we have. Yeah, I mean, I, I, is this, you know, we don't talk about international issues and whatnot, but we've seen you know the uh, people uh, reaching out. Uh, who you know, there's a lot of Ukrainian uh, uh, people of this, the, you know from from there uh, who have blood uh, relatives there and whatnot. So we're seeing a lot of outpouring from Syracuse and Northern New York. A great indication of, of who we are, Joe. But the one thing I could just say is a quick footnote. I know people are talking about World War Three and what about this? What about this? No fly zone and whatnot. One thing I'm ta- I'm walking away with about uh, from this joe is that russia isn't what that we thought they were i think they're exposing themselves to be a worn run out dirt you know like uh run down i should say military uh, do you agree with that joe or you know i'm just trying to be optimistic of course well i think that russia is russia uh and you know they are always they 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 uh, it's much like the soviet union's army and you know they spent a lot of money on things and it was never you know there wasn't great morale they weren't very efficient no and a lot a lot of it was stolen by corruption right and but ultimately their their leverage has always been they have nuclear weapons without that no one would care much yeah it's true there wouldn't be a worry about no fly zones there wouldn't be a worry about anything because if they didn't have nuclear weapons i can tell you that NATO would have gone in and, well, he wouldn't have. He wouldn't have. have Yeah, yeah, he's using that as leverage. And I wonder, again, not that we want to find out, I wonder exactly how his uh, nuclear arsenal would would, would be if, in the case, he was dumb enough to use it, if, in fact, it would actually function. But, again, one missile, one uh, intercontinental missile uh, is is way too much. We just don't want to see that. But that that said, it wouldn't surprise me if it's not even functioning at all because that's just what we're seeing now in Ukraine. But, Joe, uh, be safe tomorrow 
Uh, look, uh, double check uh, when you're going through intersections and whatnot because you never know. Someone might not have listened to this show and to Joe Stanley <laughs> about the, you know, taking an Uber ride instead. When people need to get in contact with you, Joe, how can one do that? Sure. Our website, StanleyLawOffices.com. Uh, email is Joe at StanleyLawOffices.com. The phone number is 1-800-608-3333. Excellent. Joe, thank you very much, and have a safe uh, uh, St. Patrick's Day and great weekend. You too, Glenn, and behave. Yeah, I will. Don't worry. Not too many green Not, beers, not many. Not many. Well, thank you, Joe. All right. I'll talk Bye. to you. Uh, and it's interesting that Joe should say that I'm not going to be here for tomorrow's show. And I know Donnie, who doesn't listen to the show because we don't hear him anymore, he might be disappointed. And for that matter, he might not be disappointed. But I am going down with friends to uh, Syracuse tomorrow uh, for St. Patrick's Day. And I haven't done And again, uh, it, it is true. A lot of people are eager to get out. And that could be dangerous. But let me tell you, we're going to be confined uh, to a, a hotel room and walking distance from where we are. So we're not going to be a, a menace to society in Syracuse tomorrow. But as a programming note, it's important to, say, uh, to repeat that again. No Live at Five show tomorrow. No Live at Five show tomorrow. I will be back on Friday. In fact, I'm going to be working here tomorrow morning uh, here at the station, but I'm um, leaving uh, tomorrow afternoon with the bride. Uh, so there you have it. Sorry about that, folks. And everybody knows it here. So because, again, I, I feel like I haven't been able to to to, to talk to the audience about the Ukraine. Uh, but I'm honored to have the, an opportunity to speak with yesterday, of course, uh, Scott Gray uh, running for assembly, our legislator, uh, along with uh, Perry Golden on Monday. And, of course, the, the short time we, we, we spoke with uh, Susan Duffy today. A lot of politics for this time of year. Unprecedented. It really is. Uh, but uh, we have these two big, big races. Uh, and the primary, for the most part, at this point, will be bigger than the general election. If that changes, uh, which I doubt, uh, that will mean a lot in uh, the June primary. So if you want to chime in about what's going on in your world, I have even once even looked at city politics in recent days. Uh, I don't know what Cliff Olney is saying. I don't know what the mayor is saying. I don't know anything. It's awful. I did get a little bit of, uh, of the meeting the other night when I watched it, but I, I just didn't focus on it because uh, you know, I, just, I just haven't had that opportunity. So if there's something that I'm missing that you want to talk about, city politics, uh, potholes in the road, uh, your neighbor's a jerk, I don't care. Well, just give me a shout at 755-1240. I want to thank our friends at News Junkie once again for providing new links uh, to the, uh, to the uh, uh, Live at Five Facebook show. That's interesting. I have to f uh, fix the audio issue. I think today I fixed uh, Susan. Susan sounded better today than the issue that we've had in the last couple of days with that guest mic. I've got to fix that because the, the Facebook page, the audio from that second mic doesn't sound so good. Um, and, and, just, and there's a reason for that because AM 1240 actually has, it's right behind me, by the way, what they call an Optimod. So, you know, it, it usually levels things out. It, it will knock my big voice down and raise someone else's voice up. So it sounds relatively similar. That's what you hear when you're hearing on the, uh, on the radio. And I believe it's the same way when we're streaming. I think it's processed the same way, too. So it's, the streaming sounds good on both ends of the microphone. However, when I do it with my Facebook uh, uh, link, uh, we're losing that second microphone. So that's something i got to fix. Uh, that's very embarrassing as, as a person in radio, uh, and, and I do a lot of audio work and whatnot. That's embarrassing. All right, so uh, what else? What else is going on? Oh, daylight savings, blah, blah, blah. They're thinking of getting rid of that. I have no idea why. I know that was what uh, uh, Governor DeSantis was hoping, that this, past, this would be the last year for daylight savings. That would be kind of weird because we're so accustomed to it. I know Nixon changed it at one time, but other than that, it's been a part of our lives.
And uh, that's about it. So I got a couple of emails that I just got in the last couple of minutes, so I'm going to check them out. So let's do this. Let's do our last final break here a little early today, and uh, we'll take your phone calls right after this on the Live at Five show for a Tuesday version, the 16th of March. We'll be back. Roof you know, the one thing I haven't talked about at all is uh, the NCAA tournament starts tomorrow at noon. Uh, a, a great time of year. You've been watching the, the, uh, you know, the regional tournaments. Syracuse lost uh, that second game against Duke. That was disappointing. And, uh, again, I'm not, the, I'm not one to say, well, if the Yankees aren't in the playoffs, I'm not going to watch the playoffs. I'm the same way with respects to uh, SU. But it does put a damper on things. I mean, that first game, that anticipation of waiting for SU to play any game because it's, you know, it's such a doldrum time of year between the Super Bowl and now that there's really nothing going on in week to week. So you wait for that SU game to come, and, and then you wait for the uh, ACC tournament. It used to be the Big East. And this year you just knew, and we talked about it right here a week ago, like if they don't win the, you know, the ACC, they're, they're not going to go anywhere. They're not be, uh, you know, so that was an uphill battle. They did look good against Duke. Um, you know, I don't know if it made a difference that Buddy punched the guy the night before and got kicked out. His brother stepped up, though. But uh, I don't know. At this point, uh, I'm going to watch as much as the tournament as possible. It's very exciting. And uh, there's a lot of places to see it. So, And then tomorrow is going to be absolutely crazy. It really is. So if you look at places like, uh, you know, what's that new place? Craft. I'm sorry. It used to be Saburo's. Right there. I mean, that's a popular place. A lot of people are going to be going there. Uh, eight, what is it? Crafty? I should know this. I drive by it every day. And, uh, of course, Maggie's right down the ro- road. So it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, a, 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 it, there's going to be a lot of people. Now, I know someone, for instance, who's in the clothing business. And she sells prom gowns and, and bridal uh, gowns. And she's noticed a huge uptick in interest in prom dresses this year. And I'm happy for her. I mean, it's not like it's any different. I mean, there's, you know, a lot of young ladies want to look great for their prom, and God bless them for that. You know, that's, that's, and they'll, they'll spend good money to get it done. They'll come in with their mother, their grandmother. But this year, there's huge uh, 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 numbers uh, than, than normal, uh, than I should say, in the past. And it should not be a surprise. How many proms did we just lose? They didn't have a prom season last year. If they did, it was probably restricted. There was an issue down uh, not t- just a couple of months ago down in Adams. You know, they, they, they didn't have their, their jingle prom or their, 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 their big event for the juniors and seniors. And uh, a local businessman said, well, I'll do it for them. And they did. So, you know, it's been such a jip. Again, I know we had to be safe. We had to read the science and all these things. John Hopkins or new, new reports. Even if I'm not mistaken, someone said there was a report from, of all countries, Vietnam about how ineffective the masks were during, and for that, from that matter, the shutdown itself. You know, sometimes we, I, I have a tendency to think that Vietnam isn't worth anything, but in reality, most of the furniture that you get from Raymore and Flanagan's coming from Vietnam. So, they're, you know, they're very much a very productive country, and, and they're doing their own surveys. So there's so many different things out there that are telling us that this past two years was, for the most part, the shutdown and masks were completely unnecessary. And yet we're still doing it, particularly in areas uh, where there's uh, blue cities and there's school districts. It's just a shame. It really is. Are you as happy as I am that we're out of COVID, that Dr. Fauci is not a day-to-day thing anymore? I mean, times have changed. 
It, was, it wasn't that long ago that Andrew Cuomo was probably going to be the next president of the United States. And now he's living in his sister's basement. Although he says he might run for office. Uh, and he's, he's, he's kind of suggesting that, that, despite the fact that his own party doesn't want him to. Uh, someone uh, in the knows that he might even go back to, you know, to running for attorney general. You know what? I hope he does. That means he'd go face-to-face with Letitia James. That would be interesting. Now, that would be a race that people would pay attention to. Mm-hmm. 755-1240 is the number. 75, anybody around? Is any, is, are, we, are we alive? Let me check the phones. Yeah, right, right. Just making sure. I know we've had a lot of in-studio guests in recent days, but sometimes you've got to see if the phone works to make sure that people can chime in at any given time. Looks like someone's calling you right now. But if you want to call in, 755-1240. I did not listen to the hotline show today. I know he had uh, Mr. Barnett, another candidate for sheriff. Seems like a nice man. Uh, but I didn't know. I had no idea what they talked about. Uh, but I, I think Jeff is getting better and better at taking pictures of people because I see the picture of Mr. Barnett on, uh, on News Junkie right now. And our own congressperson, for the, for the moment at least, we lose Elise Stefanik on the 31st of December. Uh, she said some very uh, profound words and statements after watching Zelensky uh, live in front of Congress and many other people and dignitaries down in D.C. today. He's a desperate man. And, and sometimes, you know, he's, he's a very inspirational person. But God forbid if something happens to him, that's really going to change the course of this war. Something tells me that might happen. Hi, you're in the air. Hi. Uh, I heard a thing on your radio station today. Yeah. That the NIH, NIH. is supporting uh, things in Russia, five different places. They're doing spinal tats on cats. Hmm. Isn't that... Uh, Fauci? Uh, NIH? Uh, what's that acronym for? Isn't he, he in charge of that? He, he's in charge of a lot of things. I mean, I mean, he's also been implicated in, in the abuse, uh, uh, the testing of, uh, what was it, uh, beagles. Um, and, yeah. I, I forget. Yeah, so that, that's common. And they're doing spinal tats on cats. Yeah, it's, you know. So uh, why isn't this guy coming up in front of Congress when he already had lied to Congress? I don't know. And he gave money to... China. We're never going to get to the bottom of all that. And, and as far as what testing they do, either on a beagle or a cat, I guess that's all for the, you know, for the improvement of mankind. We've done a lot to rats, frogs, monkeys, uh, you I'm know, sorry, you name what, it. What did the cat ever do to him? No, I don't know. Hey, listen, uh, you know, the, the cosmetic business was, uh, there was allegations of, of cat abuse. They, they would actually uh, torture cats in order to get a certain spray from them. Uh, back in the day, yeah, well, awful. You know, it's just that why are we supporting somebody in Russia when we're supposed to be putting sanctions against them? And it, it's coming from Fauci. I think you know. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know if Fauci's that important. I mean, NIH, NIH. But when was the last time you saw Anthony Fauci in recent days? You know, or or anyone? Well, yeah, he's kind of gone disappeared underground. Yeah. So, as far as Russia's concerned, they don't care. They don't care that, you know, I, I, get, I don't mean to well, sound... no, they don't. I don't mean to sound... Well, why are we supporting him with our tax money? I don't know. It's a good question. It really is. Are you a first-time caller? I haven't heard this. Yeah. No, I'm not a first-time caller. No, you, <laughs> I haven't heard you in a while. Well, I appreciate your concern and your comments. I can't give you a solid answer, my friend. I apologize. Not a worry. All right, I thanks. just wanted to put that out oh, there without for, a doubt. you know, the people that... 
Dr. Fauci. Gotcha, yes. He is, he is in t- charge of the NIH. Yes, yes, and the CDC and all that other stuff. Yep. Great. Thank you, my friend. There we go. All right. I'll see a, you. Thank you for taking my call. No problem, Mo. Thank you. Uh, again, I don't want to come across as really cold and callous, but Fox has been, I mean, that's what I watch, and I'm assuming it's the same thing with CNN and the others. Uh, we're seeing horrific things, terrible things. I feel hopeless. I mean, what am I going to do? I mean, how often has Fox interviewed that young lady with her infant baby in the basement somewhere? She's very well-spoken. She says a lot. But it's, it's almost like one of those things like, you know, you, you know, it's like the kid in the TV set in Poltergeist. You know she's in there, but you can't reach in and get him out of there. I can't reach into my TV set and fix this. It, it feels hopeless. It really does. And, and all these things about, oh, Putin, he's, he's a war criminal now. Of course he is. Does he think he cares? Right now he's a desperate uh, 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 man, and, and he's looking bad. So he'll do anything he can with cluster bombs, with anything he can. He's, blow, he's blowing up apartment buildings. Why would you want to blow up apartment buildings? Is, is that a threat to you, other than you just want to break the society so that they start turning on their own? This thing's going to go on forever. And the other thing about Fox that I don't appreciate, and Hannity does it all the time now, he's adding you know, this, this dramatic music to all these images. It's like fog and war. It's like the documentary. It's like, wait a minute, this, this is happening now. You document this later with music. You don't put music to it now. I just think that's so uncalled for. So I don't know if I'm as frustrated as you are. It's a horrible thing to see. Uh, it's weird. Because, you know, their street corners look no different than ours. It's interesting. There was a picture the other day of people waiting to get on a train. And I'm, I'm telling you, it was filled with, and it was an old-looking train. And the picture was in black and white. So when you look at it, you're thinking, okay, this is, uh, this is Germany, 1940. Or, you know, people are trying to get out of uh, uh, wherever, out of harm's way uh, back in the day. Because, again, it was in black and white. But no, it was a photo taken uh, that day in Ukraine. So it's amazing how all of a sudden the imagery that we never thought we'd ever see again is happening right in front of our eyes. So if you're frustrated with what's going on in Ukraine, I'm sure you are. Uh, I, you know, it's not like you just give up on it and just move on and start you know, uh, going, going on PerezHilton.com and looking at gossip out of Hollywood. And believe me, I don't do that. But uh, it, it, it is to the point where, I, although it's been three weeks as of today into this war, that I just don't know what to say anymore. It's just it's atrocious, and 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 this uh, uh, this president Zelensky, he's pleading all, every day, give us this, give us that. He's not going to get it. I feel bad for this dude. You know, he's, you know, he sometimes he breaks a, a smile and a joke, and everyone laughs, everyone feels good. Oh boy, this guy's an inspiration. But when he goes, that's going to be a big, big thing. And I, God forbid, I just hope that doesn't happen. We have people right here who've texted me who says Putin must go. You know, Lindsey Graham, a, a sitting senator, says he must be assassinated. I was like, oh, God. Well, yeah, who's going to do that? I don't know. And then would that make matters worse? Who, ta- who, takes, who replaces him? Who's the heir apparent to, to Vladimir Putin? I, I, I think in, people rather in the know should know who that is. Apparently, uh, uh, Jing Chongping and his uh, own, whatever his last, his, his sister's going to take over. So we know that. But who's going to take over for Putin if somehow or other he just drops dead? And who takes over for Zelensky if he goes on missing? A lot of questions out there. There's a couple of minutes left if you want to chime in. 
I don't bite. I don't think I do. 315-755-1240. By the way, I can honestly say that I saw the Paralympics yesterday. So I always say, look, I, 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 look it's, it's important to note that the Paralympics uh, are, are follow the regular Olympics, which, again, is one of the reasons why China hasn't invaded Taiwan yet. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, as if you need more bad news. But uh, that's going on last night. So last night I, I put it on, and NBC's carrying it. Uh, there's nobody in the stands because, you know, COVID is still in, in effect. No one would go to the Paralympics anyway at a, at a large number, I would assume. But I was watching it. So they had people in wheelchairs, and this is inspirational. This was good stuff. But they're playing curling. And I tell you what, I mean, they don't do the, they, they don't go down the ice and start using the brush. They don't sweep it up like you saw in curling. But instead, they'll they'll do it from the, with a stick, and they'll push it. I tell you what, these guys were good. They were real good. But it just goes to show, no matter if you're in a wheelchair, or if you're playing curling, you know, on your on your own uh, strength, I have absolutely no idea what's going on. It's not darts. You would swear that it, you, know, you want to get that, that's, that's, uh, stone in the middle of the target, right? But no, that's, that's not it at all. <laughs> you just, even you want to get it within the target. I can't figure it out. I try to, you know, there's certain things that you can, you know, you, when you're growing up, you can, you can learn the game of baseball just by watching it. You might have some adults say, hey, three strikes, four balls, blah, blah, blah. Uh, if, you swing, if, you, if, if, you, if you follow off a bunt it's this, and there's two strikes, you strike out. Different things like that you're going to have to get someone to advise you on. But eventually you'll pick up basketball, football, hockey, you put the, goal, put the puck in the net. But there's no way in the world I could figure out curling. And the other, the other uh, game that I can't figure out is craps. When going to Vegas, the three times I went out there, I would stand there and study craps as much as I can. What a name, by the way. It's worse than cornhole, for crying out loud. And I'm sitting there, and there's this big pit, and there's everyone screaming, throwing dice, blah, blah, blah. And I have no clue how that game is played. So one day, I don't know the show, of course, if someone can tell me what, what, how to play craps uh, and what's the idea behind it, I would greatly appreciate that because I just don't have the mental capacity to do so. I'm really bad at that. Curling the same thing. I, uh, tomorrow, I will not be here tomorrow. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Aaron, go bra. Uh, I'll miss you for tomorrow, but I'll be back here on AM 1240 on Friday for another edition of the Live at Five show with your so-called host. Right now, up next, of course, will be CBS News. AM 1240, WATN uh, makes us uh, uh, legal. Up next, CBS News. You have a good one. I'll see you on Friday. This is CBS News on the Hour.